crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Dave, do you have the theme song memorized now? I, I think so because it's about to go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I meant the words. I did. The lyrics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was listening along. I was saying it to myself. Looks like Dave won't be getting himself a Werewolf 4K DVD anytime soon because he's not a true fan. He just runs his mouth for a half an hour every week. Oh, and by the way, I got to call him out for another thing. We're growing our beards for Werewolf Movie Month, and I, I'm pretty sure if we were to measure inch by inch here, we, I think I'm caught up to your, to your growth, buddy. And in only five days, five my head. No, no, no. My hypothesis yeah. was that I was gonna, I was gonna get up to you in like maybe a month, but I feel like one weekend, I'm pretty much there. Now, it's coming you know, in I, strong, John. I, I seem to remember you growing pretty fast. Yeah, and Jordan just it's gave you. me the ultimate compliment, the most manly compliment of all time. It's coming in strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are my pit hairs. So nice. Just kidding, uh, folks. You can't see this, but we're measuring everything. With a fine tooth comb and a ruler, we can almost braid these hairs. Yeah. Hmm. You should have seen how. Oh, well, I mean, you might, if you're watching this as a video, you know I'm completely teasing everyone. But if you're just listening, Dave's eyes got so big. For like, <laughs> <laughs> <I won't laughs> when I was discussing braiding Jordan's armpit hairs, your eyes were <laughs> like, whoa. Round saucers. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. That's a quote. I'm going to write that down. When I was braiding, okay. Every episode needs a quote. Oh, my phone's going to make noise. I'm turning this off. Goodbye, phone. That's people chopping at the bait that are five stars in before we give away all the movies. That's what that is. Um, where are we? Oh, okay. Home video headlines for the week. What's new in TV and movies? I didn't think anything, and then like at the last minute, I started writing down all these things that were happening. Um, Venom three. I just might. I wrote why question mark because <laughs> it doesn't need to be a trilogy. Uh, it kind of falls apart with the Carnage one. I don't know if you guys are up to up to do on your your Venom movies. Just the first one for me, and that was enough. Definitely yeah. not up to date. They're not good. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not missing out. That's it. I mean, Tom Hardy is freaking Venom is all right, you know, but. uh I feel like they're well cast, but just stupidly made outside. They like they got the best cast and mm. the dumbest script, and and really low budget special effects. No offense to our new partners at Sony Pictures who are doing giveaways <laughs> on our show all month for some of their movies. Okay, uh, reportedly Ghostbusters Five is in development, which will be like a direct sequel to Afterlife, but it's the fifth movie, so that right now it has no name. So people are just like. Oh, yeah, Ghostbusters 5, bro. All right. No Ghostbusters. Uh, okay, moving on. No Ghostbusters fans in the audience was, tonight. I mean, the, right. the okay. last one was just okay. I, I didn't wasn't the hugest fan of it. Mm. So. But I didn't hate it either. So all right. Yeah. Just because you can't you can doesn't mean you should always. I mean it's the same thing with Venom 3, right? Where are we just well you know yeah. but you guys I, I i get it you know the first one's great so i guess keep it alive but it, one way to think about sequels is every podcast episode is a sequel to the last podcast 
you are. We are all. We are all. We're we're all sequels. We, we are, are, are sequels. We are lesser versions of ourselves with a lesser budget every time that we come to the microphone. <laughs> that feels like a teacher. and expected <laughs> and expected to do more than the last one. See, we, our returns are supposed to be higher <laughs> with less resources every time. Um. Oh, Facebook is already pulling the plug on their dip into the podcast game. They were used to like play everybody's episodes. They had a built-in podcast tool that they beta tested last summer. Uh, humble brag, we were in the, the first group of beta testers. So that was cool. That's a cool pedigree. That's a nice clap on the shoulder for a podcast. But however, I guess they're this summer they're going to drop it. So people's episodes will be just disappearing from Facebook all over the place when the summer rolls around. Uh, I mean, it was easy. Like people didn't have to leave Facebook. If we were on Facebook, we could just simply say, "Hey, here it is," and they don't have to leave. Now it's like, get the link, go to this link, then join the show. Uh, anyway, I I think I think I figured it out. They didn't know how to market it, and also they didn't build any advertising tools. Like usually, like so in the past, if we wanted to promote an episode, we would drop like a tiny clip of it or like a video version of one episode and then say like oh by the way this week we're covering xxxx or whatever or like i'm doing with the instagram reels where i'm talking about werewolf movies like not necessarily the ones we're covering like with the exception of today's reel yes, <laughs> John. Yeah. so i did make a ginger snaps reel which is tonight's movie i'll get into that in a second but um so yeah so we would do that like on facebook but then they would obviously have to go find the podcast wherever wherever it lived right on their podcast player or whatever on the internet or whatever and it was so much easier to try to explain to people that have already installed Facebook. Like that's an accomplishment that these people already have Facebook and you don't have to teach them how to get Facebook because they're already there. And that took like 10 years. You're on Facebook. Great. You don't have to leave. You just have to listen because it's floating there right in front of you. You can see it. Right. <laughs> now it's like, let's see if we can reel them in. Like you got to go here. It's like giving them a roadmap again. Um, there's this martial arts comedy made by a filmmaker named Stephen Chow, and he made a movie called Shaolin Soccer, but like magical, mystical soccer players. Then he did the original Kung Fu Hustle, which is like, he did like Looney Tunes style comedy and this crazy action movie that's really cool. Then he did a Monkey King story, like Sun Wukong is Journey into the West is like an adaptation of a Chinese fairy tale. He did like a comedy version of that. But supposedly he's coming back for Kung Fu Hustle Part Two, which oh, really? is in the world of like trippy indie. I mean, there's not a lot of action comedies, like period. Like maybe, um... oh man, who's in the comedies with the Western comedies with Owen Wilson? He's done like oh, well, he's done like sixty five action. Uh, 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 Jackie funny. Chan. Jackie Chan. Thank you. Almost like that would have been not good if I could remember Jackie Chan's name. So. <laughs> Besides Jackie Chan, there's not a lot of filmmakers that like like action comedy is a real hard like mashup to put together. That that's like two that don't work. Like they say like that horror movies and comedy don't work for horror comedies, but they're much more acceptable than action comedies. I think are more difficult to pull off. But if Kung Fu Hustle is not already on Jordan's list, it will be. Wrote it down already. <laughs> Done. She keeps a pen out for the show, folks. Oh yeah. But thankfully, Jordan has seen tonight's movie. As I said, it is Ginger Snaps. It's about these two outcast sisters. And one, get this, her name is Ginger and Bridget. They're in the middle of this suburban town called Bailey Downs. And then 
what happens in every girl's young young lady's life is they go through this thing called a period. She gets one. It attracts a wild animal. It bites her. Guess what? It's on a regular wild animal attack attracted by blood. This is all science, folks. I'm not making it up, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just literally telling you what happens. <laughs> a werewolf bites her. She becomes a werewolf. Her sister's trying to figure out how to deal with it. Their buddy who happens to be a drug dealer is like, let's give her wolfsbane. That'll cure the problem. And then it all falls apart from there. Uh, Dave, you got any dangerous details about ginger snaps? And you should probably mention the thing that I talked to you about in the Facebook Messenger that you weren't going to mention, but you should probably add it to the bottom of your list there. Yeah, we can we can bring that up. Um, so uh, this movie actually was uh, unfortunately a flop in Canada when it came out and went straight to video in the U.S. Um, however, months later, uh, New York uh, Theater uh, reached out to the director to see where he could get a print to screen for Halloween. Um, the, the movie was such a, a bomb that he said, oh, you have to, I'll lend you a copy. Uh, the movie got a big write-up in the New York Times, was bought by HBO for broadcast rights, and uh, became a cult hit because of that. So that's kind of uh, why we still talk about Ginger Snaps. Um, and actually, due to the success in, of the DVD and HBO, two sequels were shot back-to-back in 2003. Um, the second one got a bigger release in Canada, but still was not successful. So it went st- the third one went straight to video again in Canada. Um a lot more of the footage of the, the main suit of the beast, which we'll talk more about, um, was filmed, but uh, a lot of it was chopped down because of not looking very good. And the director stated that if he were to re-edit this movie today, a lot more footage would have actually come out. Um, and, um, well, as John pointed out, there is suppo- there may be a TV series coming. Um, the last news we heard was like in 2020 that I saw, but um, they might be coming out with a TV series of the ginger snaps so maybe we'll see bridget and ginger again i don't know would you still watch <laughs> i don't know after to your i didn't even watch your video but would you watch the <laughs> uh okay so i made an instagram reel only because instagram's doing this thing where they want people to do reels and i'm like oh i'll just talk about the werewolf movies we're covering this month that'll get get hype going for the podcast since we're talking about all these werewolf movies and then I just snapped and talked about ginger snaps, and I equated it to this. I had said the other day, like, you can't run into a bad werewolf movie. If it is bad, then it's like eating a bad slice of pizza. It's always going to be pizza, and pizza's still better than every other food. So everybody loves pizza even when it's bad. I think that's almost a universal rule. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's almost universal, like with like almost like 85, 90% accuracy that that's going to work. So then if it's not, if you equate ginger snaps to pizza, it's not artisanal neighborhood pizza is what I said in the video. I said it's like it's like Domino's. Domino's has a place in this world. Like you know what you're getting when you order Domino's. And so perhaps according to their other version of myself in this video, you could dig it up if you want, folks. It's on somewhere on Instagram and the internet at large. I'm sure you can find it. Things pop up at weird times. Uh, <laughs> um, you know. And Jordan like reacted rather quickly. I thought that was my favorite bit of the whole movie is you just going on your little rant today on the reels. Just kidding. No, uh, I did have some favorite bits though. I love that it's like a coming of age movie for young ladies. I love that when she references her period as the curse. I just thought that was so funny. And it's just like this angsty teen energy that is just very, it hits home, you know? It just hits home. Um, and I have soft spot for movies that take place on Halloween, but that's like kind of it for favorite bits. Um, Dave, 
What you, what you got for favorite bits? Um, I had I have quite a few actually. I I'd only seen this once before, but um, it's held up a lot better for me. We'll, we can get into that. Uh, right, everybody, settle in. Dave's going to give us a list here. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll be back. Um, the them taking pictures of them uh, killing each other or being dead. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like a movie called Harold and Maude. That was kind of a fun little nod uh, to that. Um, the very end was actually, I mean, and not the end end, but like, leading well, they had an the- art art project. You should elaborate and say they were doing like an art project for school. Yes, they were doing an art project for school <laughs> <laughs> where, where they decided to take he pictures. Disagrees. Of- he's, he's like, they're just taking pictures of them being dead. And then it's like trails off. Well, of the- course, but I mean, yeah. I'm in for sake of brevity. I was just, anyways, yeah. <laughs> you say I get too long. I'm trying to cut stuff like, Hey, add more in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just screwing with you, but you like you like just get you down either way of the button. It's like, man, just trying uh, to keep it lively. No, I, I mean I'm I'm laughing. Um, the uh, God, see now I lost my. They were kind of scene, not the very end, the very end not the very yeah. end scene, but like leading up to when she's kind of caught before we see kind of the full reveal, like um, the, the sister being Bridget being caught in the closet or of the small space she was in where the her sister was trying to attack her. I mean, there's some genuine. I actually got a good jump out of me during that scene. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, li- I liked a lot about this movie. But what about you, John? What are you? Wait, I gotta about? cut you off, John, real quick because I forgot. I didn't even say anything. Point. You don't have to cut I know, me off. I'm you can just you take off. the take the mic back. I didn't even. No, because it's relevant to my audition for the show. So what I thought was interesting about like the werewolf curse in this movie is that it also got passed around when you know she was hooking up with the the guy in the car mm. he ended up getting this like almost std version of the werewolf curse and mm. the movie that i did for the my audition for the podcast was it follows and that's like how that curse yeah. got passed around was you know these young teens <laughs> doing teenage <laughs> stuff <laughs> So. No, that's that's actually a really good point. I was thinking that too. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, uh, it, this play it is a werewolf movie, but it's more of like a virus movie too, like a um or or like a like like the fly or something. Well, it's grounded. Like, it's like what they call low tech low tech science fiction, where they try to ground it in some version of reality, right? That yeah. checks out. Yeah, it follows is also on Netflix right now. If anybody wanted to watch that, but it's, okay, which John. is. Well, hold on, because certain movies get brought up. You got to take a time out to talk about them, even though the episode's not about it yeah. follows an incredible movie. And what an amazing concept. Like the only other movies that do that is like they say, like, oh, vampirism could be like sexually transmitted or whatever. But it follows to have like a. A life form that survives off of like. I don't know. Like I almost said demonic, but it's not really a demon because it could just be an animal. It could literally be a virus. It could be a bacteria that like is alive because it gets transmitted. Right. And people are hallucinating what it does. Right. So, right. But it like, it literally, as the title implies, it follows you. And it, it's like these, like the Terminator is not scary because it talks to you. Right. Like in the Terminator movies, I'm looking for Sebacana. Right. So, so because they talk like humans, it's like, Oh, it's just a robot. Cool. But in this movie, this thing just walks, stalks you, and right like a magnet, and it just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming, and it's like a hurricane, tornado forces in nature, and you're like you're in tornado alley, and like you can't get out of this lane, and it just keeps coming, and it looks like people that you know, but not exactly like maybe pod people a little bit, and then well, also 
the romance is cute in that movie too, right? Like she hooks up with this guy that doesn't really love her. And then like the whole time her best friend's trying to like obviously hook up with her because he's mm. in love with her. Yeah. And then the thing, spoiler, stalks him at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does some crazy stuff with people that you think you know. And then like at one point you're questioning whether people you see are the creature or not. And then like. It's a it's a great movie, folks. Like you should definitely like look at that movie. Like, but it's scary. Like, not many horror movies are actually scary. And that one, if you give it the time of day, and you're like not playing on your phone or like letting somebody distract you, like if 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 everything if all if everything's the setting is correct, then like it's gonna follow you because like the movie's good. Um. Oh, favorite bits from Ginger Snaps. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I give it points for having a female werewolf. There's not too many movies with a great female werewolf. Um, I can't even think of another one right now. I, I, I was going to write it down, and I know there's at least one other movie that has a a strong female werewolf, but I can't think of it. And it's cool that it's incorporated in this movie. Ginger goes through like four stages of her transformation, and my favorite transformation is like when she's trying to seduce Sam, the drug dealer character, who's like their only ally against the werewolves. Like, um, by accident, because, like, his car hits the other one or whatever, which is really strange because it, like, technically kills the, the other werewolf, right? Like, they don't address yeah. it. Once they anni- he annihilates him, basically. Yeah, so, so basically you can just kill them if you want to. But anyway, um, as Jordan said, they're trying to figure out if it's an infection, if they can reverse it to save Ginger's life or whatever. And, like, um, Ginger at one point is just trying to seduce him out of jealousy because the other sister, Bridget, is into this guy and he's kind of into her, whatever. And uh, she's like got white hair and her skin is turned white, but she has this like raised eyebrow thing happening. Not like Jordan's, but like more like a V-shaped, like, you know, demonic. Like, it's definitely like these, this is movie, this is movie makeup, right? Like these eyebrows are evil, folks, because she's turning bad. So very uh, much buffy effects yeah like a buffy verse type deal yeah you're exactly right so wb werewolf situation so it's like her it's like her second to last transformation i think is really cool looking because she's almost like a female version of the wolf man wolf lady wolf person whatever that's it otherwise if you watch this movie more than twice you're screwed that's what happened to me it's like this would be the fifth time that i've seen this movie and i'm like oh crap it's overplayed like i can't it's no longer likable like some movies are completely rewatchable every single freaking time like it follows i could watch again and i wouldn't tire me out this one i mean this is the fifth time and i'm like oh i'm so disappointed in this (laughs) this movie like you start to see its flaws right it's hung out too long um you know what I, i was like i almost said those were shameful thoughts and i could have Perfectly segued into shame, shame screening with Jordan, but we have to rate the movie. So I think it's going to be obvious that I I also surprised myself because a few weeks ago when we started, I said, oh, I'm going to just binge now all these werewolf movies and it's always going to be binge now. No, I mean, this one's a BL, a big time BL. It's the binge later for me. Binge later for me as well. I can see why it's a cult classic just because of like, I don't know, I think the context of the age for the girls, but... Yeah, binge later. Um, all right, I'll be the outlier. I'm gonna say binge now. Um, I I've only seen this two times, so maybe if I watch it one more time, maybe I'll be on John's side. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I really, I mean, I haven't seen it for like you know 
17, 18 years, whatever, the last time I saw it. So um, it was kind of like a new movie to me. And it, it held, had a lot of emotional weight that I kind of forgot that these kinds of movies typically don't give you. Um, so, you know, I dug it. I say binge now. And you're watching the other ones, right? You're watching part two. I, I part did. Three. Yeah, I did. I mean, that, I guess I'll say that for my uh what I'm watching, but yeah, I did. Oh, that's going to come over in your staff pick. Sorry. I mean, I, I, I was actually going to mention other things cause that was not the best thing I watched this week aside from our oh. movie. <laughs> okay. It's my time for the shame screenings. I've actually got two that I mm. think are pretty iconic. I don't know if you're going to put it up there at like saving private Ryan and Forrest Gump iconic, but I've been really into sci-fi lately. So I watched total recall. For the first oh. time ever. So good. Um, and then I also watched Blade, which was Ooh, great. Nice. Yeah. So those were super great movies to watch. It just hit my the spot and like watching a, an older science fiction, older science fiction movie. So loved them. Loved them Total a lot. Recall awesome. Yeah, Total Recall. Awesome. Bug out of his head because he loses oxygen. Oh, that the. There's, the Mm. What the big nose booger always kills me in that movie, <laughs> the transponder or transmitter. Well, this yeah, the standout scenes are when his eyes are bugging out of his head, when he has a nervous breakdown, where he's wearing like the robotic disguise in the airport, where the lady has like a bug out. That's really him inside. And then obviously, not to be sexist, but the, the three-breasted woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jordan, well, tonight we're like this. We're like psychically linked tonight because. I was making a Schwarzenegger joke, and then you watch the Schwarzenegger movie. That's impossible. And we're both thinking, thinking, thinking about the three-breasted woman. I mean, that's yeah. Right. Was, well, it's, okay, so I worked. Quiet, Dave. I'm trying to get on the tail end of this. <laughs> I worked a breakfast. I worked at a breakfast restaurant for three years. I've managed this restaurant here in town in Fort Collins, mm. and when people would order an extra poached egg on their like Benedict, it would have three mm-hmm. eggs. And like when it would come out the window, we'd call it a total recall. Oh. <laughs> three poached eggs. And of course it took me like years later to watch the movie to like, understand obviously the context of why that go on the menu boards. Like today's special is the total recall <laughs> the total three recall. eggs. That's awesome. Yeah, just so it just was a, just had a little bit of a, a spot already in my heart. If you can't tell, I like breakfast. <laughs> they make good breakfasts there. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Nice. You gotta. It's some. Uh, it's Creole. It's a Creole breakfast restaurant. Ooh, so. Nice. Oh, now you got Dave's attention. He's been falling asleep for the last ten minutes. Come on down, guys. We'll go get some <laughs> Cajun breakfast food. I'm. So I'll eventually push Dave, and he will snap on me like in college. Like I'll get Dave. I'll razz him so much that he'll just be like, "You know what, John." Fuck you. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet in Jordan's presence, but I know it's coming. It's simmering. It's just simmering, building up. We'll get to, so, we'll get to the next werewolf review. So be like... <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine Dave doing that. So yeah. I'll just brace for impact whenever it happens. <laughs> It'll, it'll are you show. trying to get the, are we trying to get listeners that way? Like, oh, oh shit, this is the one where David <laughs> breaks down. <laughs> well, I used to love listening to binge watchers because they always disagreed about the movies. One person would love it, then they would fight with the other one who hated it. But now they all just suddenly love all these werewolf movies. Give me a break, bro. <laughs> Do we have the uh, service? No, wait, I gotta address your blade. So oh, yeah. you know, why are Mother F's always trying to ice skate uphill? The iconic line. And Famous director did the first one, Steve Norrington. What else did he do, Dave? Do you remember? 
He well, there's did. one other movie after that, and then he. Oh, that's uh, too bad. <laughs> okay. <so laughs> uh, uh, probably because of Blade. I Blade's like a cult hit. I don't know. I mean, they get a second one made. I love Blade too. I love Guillermo del Toro Blade too. There's three. I'm there's sure. yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in part three before he was really Ryan Reynolds, and uh, Jessica Bill's there. They kill vampires. Notoriously, there's a bunch of behind the scenes drama about part three. Like. Hmm. The the behind the scenes is like more a better movie than the actual movie. Like um, uh, WWE was making a big push at the time to get their wrestlers in movies, so they got one of the wrestlers to play one of the main vampires. Triple H is in there as one of the van the one of the lead vampires. I don't know if they helped pay for the movie. Possibly, I don't know. They definitely promoted it at the wrestling events, I think. And uh, they they claim. And I don't want to, I don't know, because obviously I wasn't there to see it, and it's just all stories, so if there's people on different sides of the argument, they'd say it different ways, but, like, Wesley Snipes was reported to be a total diva on the movie, and, like, wouldn't be in any wide shots or two shots with any of the other actors, he would only show up for his close-ups, and then his stand-in was there. He was also angry that they were focusing more on the new vampire killers, Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel, as opposed to, because they were going to do, like, a spin-off, because these were, like, minor characters in the comic books, but also killed vampires. Hmm. Part two is my favorite, but I mean the whole trilogy is cool. And like, Blade is famous for that nightclub scene, you know, where like they're doing like the blood shower. Yes, that first yeah. opening scene with the blood. Yeah, and it hasn't really been topped. I mean, they're supposed to make a new Blade with like a different actor, but Mahershala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to be in the MCU now officially. Interesting. If that does anything for people, Dave? You like mm-hmm. Blade? I do actually. I, I I actually think I like two as well. I think two has the better creatures, but I think one is the more watchable movie. But uh, you mean better creatures? Do you think like is that just the context of the creatures that are in it, or is it like the graphics? Because like there's just some a, a, a couple bit of things. Okay, that I could. Well, I was like Guillermo del Toro did. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no, you're good. I just was like no. the whole like I love the idea of the you know um, it's not his serum that he takes, but the like medical coagulant that she uses uh, against the vampires to make them <laughs> explode. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just the the bubble stuff made it just like a little less. I don't know. I think in the first movie that was like silver mixed with um, nitrate, like nitrous oxide, is like so. It was like um, like silver magnesium. Interesting, and I was like, hmm, okay. But you were saying, Dave, was it the person who was doing the the graphics, or oh, just that the second one was uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro? So of course he has a strong vision and for creatures and things. So he brought a lot of that to it. Um, so I think I think the creatures and the special effects are better in the second movie, but I think the first one is the more fun watch of the okay. two. Well, Guillermo del Toro and his buddy created a really cool version of vampires where their mouth rips open and the sucker mm. comes out and then sticks to you, and then that's what takes your blood out. That's uh, pretty cool. Uh, he has a TV show, The Strain. Yeah, the the Strain, which is mm. like even better than Blade Two with how they developed the vampires, but it's still cool. Um. Oh, fan service. So Natalie said she loves the show. We're hilarious. We bring some of the best takes on what we're talking about. I love all that. So I think Dave has suggested that Natalie get a digital copy of Uncharted. Is that correct, Dave? Yeah. 
All right. So keep those reviews coming in. As Jordan <laughs> likes to say, what do we like to say, Jordan? Review, review. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, shameless plug for reviews right after shameful screenings. Cool. Um, staff picks. Well, I, Jordan, I feel like you've gotten so many in tonight. I know. We can't I mean, top. We can't top them. They're pretty good. So yeah, they're all pretty good. Those are solid choices. Did finish up the second half of the season of. Um, I'm sorry, the Netflix original with Jason Bateman. Ozark. Ozark. Thank you so much. Super good. I can't believe it's over to watch their farewell show, but I'll leave it at that because I think it just came out pretty soon. Um, Netflix is probably happy because it's off their ledger. They're not going to pay for it anymore. Probably. Well, they would have killed it if it had another season to go anyways. Which is funny because they still have like almost 40 movies coming out this year. So I'm like, well, yeah, they already, they're already in production. I mean, but I know. Oh, yeah. So they've already paid for them. That's why they're still coming out, I guess. Well, they, they've had, I mean, well, I guess we're getting on a side conversation, so I'll just shut up there. But they've had this kind of problem for a while where they've been overspending. Now it's just caught up. Overspending and trusting the algorithm too much to suggest what people want to watch because it's not working now, I think. Five years of data and they got to go back to the grindstone, you know? Mm. They need to ask Dave at the video store, what what should people be watching, Dave? <laughs> I used to love that. Um, What'd you watch, Dave? Um, well, aside from Ginger Snaps uh, two and three, which are binge eh, later's maybe never. Uh, oh, come on, don't back down. You were obviously excited to watch them. You got well, excited. I was excited to watch them after watching the first one. Yeah, it was just don't let me and Jordan deter you from your uh, <laughs> werewolf watching. Uh, no, I mean, I've actually, because we've been on a werewolf kick, I'm already mm-hmm. like adding movies to my list and like, oh, hey, I've never watched um, a Bad Moon, so I got to watch that. Oh, uh, I found a werewolf song and shared it with you guys and then realized I've heard that song like a thousand times and never really paid attention to what the song is about because it's like just a famous rock song. Werewolves of London? Yeah. <laughs> like, I never Werewolf really, song. it's in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies and I like never put it together. I never actually like paid attention to it. Like, oh, he's literally talking about werewolves. Hanging out at a Chinese restaurant and like just like hanging out in London, and I'm like, dude, must be a werewolf movie fan. I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, that's that's crazy. That's a great song though. Um, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of TV. Um, I watched a whole season of a mid 2000s Adult Swim show I forgot about called Saul of the Mole Men, which looks like old 1970s kid shows with like mm-hmm. puppets and bad costumes, but purposely bad. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, bust down on Peacock with Chris Red. It's kind of like a, a, a it's a good workplace show about working at a shitty casino. So do with that what you will. But I don't know what have you been watching, John? Uh oh, the offer, which is about yeah. the making of the Godfather movies, but it's a from the point of view of like a middle level producer who I didn't even know about really. So one of the creators of Hogan's Heroes, the show, like, stumbled into a career in Hollywood from, like, a computer job, then was working in TV, but then really wanted to make movies, and then, like, he has all this stuff thrown, thrust at him, and he's suddenly in the, like, cockpit, you know, like, the, the cockpit, so to speak, of, like, having to make The Godfather, and it's one thing after the other, like, to the, like, he's even sitting down with, like, members of the real mob to see if they approve of making the movie. And like, I didn't know about this guy. I think his name is Al Ruddy. 
Like, yeah. you know about the famous guy. Who's the big producer that they made a Robert documentary? Evans. Yeah. Robert so, Evans. Robert Evans is like a major party boy, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, like ran Paramount Studios. They made a documentary about this guy. He's like Mr. California. But hearing about the other guy that was actually doing the work, I never even I never even heard these stories. So uh, they had like a three-episode premiere on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, I, I watched it along, too. I mean, it gets better as it goes along. Like, the first episode, I, I won't say I knew everything, but I knew, like, 75%, so it didn't hold my interest. But as the episodes roll on and you see more of the relationship between Ruddy and, like, the Mafia guys, like, the stuff that you don't know, that's where the movie or the show really kind of hits its mark, I think. But. Hmm. Oh, and uh, Doctor Strange 2 is around the corner. So I'm like revisiting some Marvel movies, but I've been watching Moon Knight, which is actually kind of trippy because it's about mental illness mostly. And um, it's got Oscar Isaacs and um, shoot, who's the, I'm trying to think of the other actor on this show. Darn it. Have they been in other things? Yeah, lots of things, including that time travel movie you showed me. He played the agent. The main guy. What's the main guy? Time travel movie. Um, he's also in Linklater movies a lot. He's the other actor in the show. He's playing the villain. I I haven't watched the episode of Moon Knight, <laughs> so I don't know who it is. Uh, we'll find that out at some point. Hit no, you. no, I'm at, I, I I'm telling you the other actor so you can name him. I know, but I I can't. Th- I mean, you've given me a lot of clues, but I can't Hold think on. who it is. <laughs> Somebody talk while I look this up. Oh, wait, my phone's turned off. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Bummer. It's, it's the be. actor that looks like Matt. What's his name? But he's it's not Matt. Um, remember the house that Jack built? What's that actor? Dylan? Name? It's the actor that looks like Matt Dillon, but isn't. He's also in the freaking first Purge. What's the actor's name? Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke plays the villain in freaking... I said the time travel movie that you pointed out. Yeah, I, we pointed out quite a few time travel movies. Uh, well, specific to you, Dave. It's the same star, but he's playing the villain in uh, Moon Knight. What? Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Yep. That was dramatic. That was suspenseful. I, I was biting my nails for that to happen. Like, God forbid should they turn the podcast off right now because they're going to miss the conclusion. Um... Oh, Benicio Del Toro is going to woof out with some daddy issues, and then his daddy's going to bite back in the Wolfman 2010. That's next week. Nice. It's a fun one. That's a good one. I hope that there's a lot of details of that movie. I can't wait to see what Jordan thinks, because it could be on her shameful screening list. Ooh, yeah, I'm stoked. Let's do this. Nice. Dave sitting there. Snaps. <laughs> you're you're sitting there pretending like Ethan Hawke isn't your favorite actor. Wow. Yeah, he's up there. I like him. I just couldn't think of who he was at the moment with those clues. The worst when it's on the table. They were good clues. Down. This was on me. You know, I actually went in and got checked out with an MRI for early stage dementia, but I seem to be forgetting actors' names a lot lately, so I might go back, put my head back in the the microwave, and find out what they discover. Well, 
<laughs> Hopefully, good news. So, uh, <sighs> hope for the best. I don't want to forget all the movies I've seen. I'll just replay podcasts. I'll just replay all the podcasts. That's why you got to track it on Letterboxd. <laughs> well, we're going to find out that none of this is real. One of us has just been sitting in a room with a styrofoam cup, thinking that we're on a podcast this entire time. But which one of us is real and which which two of us are imaginary? I don't know. TBD.